Hey, guys. Oh. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the Road to Madness podcast. I'm in Dong. I'm Maggie Glio. 54 days until the college basketball season begins. Yeah, 54 days. Obviously, 55 days at the time we're recording this. 54 days when it comes out. As you can see, we are probably at the same close uh, as during the back end of our Ivy League. That's because we are. Might as well do it since uh, we had some problems last time. Yes, the Ivy League caused problems. Um, for those that are in the Ivy League schools, um, please help us next time because it was hard figuring this out. Um, from the looks of it, I said this before, it looks like we are okay now. Um, I don't know what's going on, but my Wi-Fi for some reason is just not working. So I switched my Wi-Fi and I switched it again. So this is my third Wi-Fi switch too. And uh, so far, so good. So hopefully it stays that way. But yes, we apologize uh, for the uh, inconvenience. Uh, for those of you that did not see the Ivy League preview, uh, go check that out. But uh, yeah, this is episode 250 actually. So uh, big, another big milestone for this Road to Madness podcast, which we are very excited about. But um, yeah, just really appreciate all you guys. 250 episodes, something we did not imagine uh, in 2020 of March. So uh, yeah, pretty cool how we got to this point. Keep, keep moving forward and uh, striving for better. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely striving for better after the last episode. So let's just get started. I, with hey, I blame tech. I blame technology. I'm not blaming. <laughs> I blame technology. You you know yeah. that we've gotten better. Um, we're still trying to get better. We reached out to some people trying to make that happen. But uh, yeah, special news obviously yesterday uh, with what we saw. For those who did not know, check that out. But uh, that could be in the works as well. If you know, you know. But uh, yeah, what do you say? Definitely. Indeed, but the uh, Mac today, M A A C, not the M, not not the Mac, the M A A C. Um, but yeah, eleven teams in this M A A C. Uh, obviously, one new team in Mount St. Mary's, but other than that, not too much different. But uh, looking really good this year for the M A A C. Uh, Cinderella story last year, as you know, with St. Peter's. Will that be the case this year? We'll definitely see. If you do not know what the rundown is, go check out one of the previous episodes. We give you the list there. But yeah, let's just get this thing started. Uh, who is your player of the year? My player of the year, easy choice, Jose Perez from Manhattan. 19 points, three rebounds, four and a half assists last year. He's uh, a transfer from Marquette, and before that played at Garner Webb. Definitely found his footing at Manhattan last year and looked really good. He looked really good, obviously. 6'5", super senior. He does not play like he's 6'5". He, he plays in the post. He wants to post those little guys up. And even the guys are bigger than him. He just plays a lot bigger than he is. And he's a fantastic player. I think Manhattan's going to have a hell of a year this year. Oh, yeah. Definitely agree. Uh, my player of the year is different. I'm not going with Jose Perez. I think he's a fantastic player. Do not get me wrong. I'm going with Nelly Jr. Joseph, though. Uh, I own a big man. Uh, he averaged 13 points a game. Uh, eight rebounds, uh, two blocks per game, also an assist and a half in there as well. Uh, this guy was an absolute beast last year. He was the second option on this team um, behind uh, Jace Ta- Tyson Jolly, excuse me. But, um, yeah, Nelly Jr. Joseph is the uh, key focal point this year. And keep in mind, that was his sophomore season stats. So this guy is going to be – he's still developing into a fantastic player. 6'9", 240. This guy's an absolute problem in the MAAC. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's going to have a great season this year. Uh, obviously, Iona did not make it to the March Madness tournament. They lost in the quarterfinals, actually. 
um, to Ryder, I believe. I believe Ryder beat them. But uh, they did play in the NIT, losing to Florida. Um, but, I mean, Nelly Jr. Joseph had a fantastic game in that one, 18-12 against, I believe, Colin Kazanton played in that game. Not too sure, though. But this guy's a beast. So uh, I think he's going to have a really good season this year, which is why he is my player of the year. Mm-hmm. My dark horse. I have Ryder as my dark horse. I think one star, one player of significance leaves for this team, so everyone else does return. That one player of significance, Domencio Vaughn. Good man. Yeah, of course I know him. I, I thought he was going to pan at Ole Miss. Unfortunately, he did not. Went back to Ryder for his final year, and he did play very well, obviously. Not as well as the first three years went, but he still played well. I go as well because they have a lot of good weapons there. Dwight Murray Jr., he's going to be a problem. Alan Powell, he's another problem. And Mervyn James, are one of the better big men in this conference as well, uh, transferred from North Alabama. I still remember him cooking. Oh, yeah. Uh, and during that, that conference tournament game. Sorry, Asana, I had to point that out. Uh, but, yeah, those three guys are, are a hell of a trio. And Ryder, man, I think they're going to be special this year. Oh, yeah. Ryder looks really good. And after uh, a couple of years ago, this Ryder team was bottom of the pack for the MAAC. Uh, they're looking to be pretty good this year. Very excited to see what they can do. My dark horse team, I had to go with a different team. I obviously don't want to steal your dark horse. I went with Fairfield. Three stars and some bench players returned for this Fairfield team. It was a decent season last year. They do return Supreme Cook, one of the best names in college basketball. Shout out to him. They do bring in some good transfers. Uh, Bryce Goodine coming over from Providence. Uh, very big transfer to watch out for. Uh, a couple big ones in this MAAC, but uh, Bryce Gooding is one of the better ones, I think, in all of the conference. So uh, with him coming back is a huge addition. I do think the Stags remain uh, in relative competition to the MAAC. It's going to be a very hard one, but uh, they can stay at a float and uh, probably at the top of the middle of the pack, in my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Start off with the last place team. Unfortunately, it is a unanimous vote, and every conference is the last place team. It is Marist. And uh, looking at the roster, they return their bench, and that's about it. So, yeah, that's that's Maris's team. They do bring in a couple of transfers, a couple of freshmen, but doesn't look too good for them. Yeah, I mean, you know how that goes, losing all five starters. It's usually not going to go too, too well. Maris did all right last year, to be honest. They were um, 9-11, and 11, which put them in a tie for fifth last year in the conference, which is pretty good. Uh, so shout out to them. But, uh, yeah, they lost all those guys, so uh, they're going to be in trouble this year. Unfortunately, that's just how it is. But uh, you never know. You bring in some transfers and some newcomers, so uh, they can pull pieces together. Next year could be a good year, but this year definitely going to take a step back and uh, kind of reevaluate where they're at. Mm-hmm. And number 10, I know they're going to outperform this. They all somehow outperform oh. wherever oh. you put them. But that is Sienna. One starter and some of the bench return. This is a team who – Two years ago, dominated this conference. And before two years ago, dominated the conference for the past five, ten years. So, yeah, this is a team that has, has been struggling the past two, three seasons. And they do bring in one of the better transfer – our freshman classes uh, looking at their roster. And their coaching is very good, obviously. I know they're going to outperform this number 10. But, unfortunately, due to Santos, I have to put them at number 10. You got to. I mean, that's what we did last year. And they finished third last year in the conference. So uh, did anyone expect that? No. They lost their top three guys last year, I believe. And uh, they lose 
even more this year. They lose pretty much their top, what, four. top four? Yeah, they lose their top four. So, uh, will they pull it around? I mean, they did last year. I think they will this year once again. They do bring in a good transfer, a very good transfer in Jaden Sadler coming over from Southern. It's going to be a very good addition, but I'm not new, I'm not too sure uh, what to figure from the Siena team. Always overperforming their expectations. They'll definitely do that once again. They had a tough tough couple of challenges in their schedule. They played Florida State twice, as well as Harvard to start their year. So that's a pretty tough schedule. St. Bonnie's is in there as well. So uh, they have a couple of good non-con games in there to start their season off. But uh, what will they do this year? We don't know because they did some amazing stuff last year, and they'll probably end up doing it again. Um, it's kind of weird. They play Florida State um, the 24th and 25th of November, both at 11 a.m. One game's home, one game's away. I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know if that's a, just a miscue on the schedule there, but uh, I don't know. But regardless, uh, CNN could be pretty good next year, so watch out for them. Always going to overperform expectations given. Mm-hmm. Number nine, I have St. Peter's. Obviously, everyone has learned about the legend of St. Peter's. Mary Garcia last year. They lose their top six and their coach uh, after a fantastic run last season. It was expected Shaheen Holloway was going to go to Seton Hall, and that's that's exactly what happened. But, uh, yeah, a bunch of new who joined this team. Fortunately, got to put them at number nine. Yes, and I mixed up my transfers. Uh, Jaden Sadler is going to St. Peter's, not Siena. I apologize for that. But, yes, yeah, St. Peter's is here for me at number nine as well. Obviously, as you know, what a terrific run that was last year. Will it be the same? No. They lost the top six. They lost Sheehan Holloway. No, they won't repeat, unfortunately. That's just how it's going to be. Uh, but obviously, you got to look at a historic team, one of the most historic teams. If you look at the past decade, biggest underdogs, UMBC one, I'd probably put St. Peter's number two, to be honest. Would you put them there? Hello? Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? Hello? 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 What just happened? I think it was you. I don't think it was me. Did you hear what I said? Hello? Yeah, I heard, I heard what you said. It's just you were frozen. I didn't hear you. I didn't hear I heard you. everything. Oh, I didn't hear what you said after what I said. Because I didn't say anything. No, but it, like, froze. I don't know. Yeah. All right. We'll continue with number eight. Well, no, I want to I wanna get this up. Okay. So, as I was saying, I think in terms of the past decade, you look at best underdog stories in March Madness, UMBC is number one. Would you put St. Peter's at number two in that run? Put St. Peter's at number – I put St. Peter's at number one, to be honest. Really? Over UMBC? Yeah. Why? I mean, they're 15 seed – Obviously, I know UMBC was was a 16 seed and it beat a one seed, but I just think St. Peter's was a lot more significant because they made it to the Elite Eight. And typically, teams that go that far, they're not typically 
15, 14, and even 13 seeds. It's normally 10, 11, 12 seeds. And, yeah, you could call those teams Cinderella's, but those teams are high major teams that are just labeled as Cinderella teams. I'd say the true Cinderella teams were the Cinderella run. The UMBC was truly a Cinderella run, even though they only won one game. St. Peter's was a Cinderella run. And George Mason and VCU. But the A-10, man, they're, they're a good conference. So I don't know. You could say they're a Cinderella run. But though the A-10 conference brings multiple bids into the tournament year in and year out. You could they're they're kind of on the cusp of me, but St. Peter's that 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 one was special. Kentucky could have easily been a one seed, and just the teams they beat, man, it's it's crazy. Oh yeah, it is crazy. That's very fair. And uh, Florida Gulf Coast, I believe that was over a decade ago. I'm pretty sure, right? Oh, them too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that I'm not counting them, but yeah, I mean, you definitely you definitely have a good point. I don't know. I, I put them very neck and neck at this point. But um, yeah, moving on to number eight. Um, you started this, right? So I think it's your number. Yeah, eight. I did. I did start. This. Yeah, number eight. I have Niagara here. Two starters, some bench returns. Obviously, life after Marcus Hammond will be tough. I believe he is at Notre Dame now. Am I correct? Notre Dame is correct. Yeah, uh, but they do bring in that second option, Noah Thomason. A couple of pretty good transfers I see on their roster. But um, Niagara, I think they're going to be in the middle of the pack in this conference. Definitely agree. Another team in the middle of the pack is Kinesis here. Two starts and some bench players return for this team. It was an average season last year. But uh, one thing I did not mention, if you look at the MAC standings, um, they were all separated by 10 games. So it was very well-knitted, I would say that. Uh, you look at Iona, obviously won the conference by three games, and it was five games, and then it was eight games back, and then nine and ten. So it was very close. Uh, no team really stuck out like a sore thumb in a sense, but uh, Kinesis was at the bottom, but uh, they do return two starters. Uh, very good year as they return Jordan Henderson, which is a huge addition, a very enticing transfer. Uh, Jameer Moultrie from Kennesaw State comes in. I think it's going to be a very key addition down the line of things. They're going to need some more options to compete, though. So I got Kinesis here at number eight. Yeah, I have them at number seven. They're a team that's always in the middle of the pack as well. Never too high, never too low. I think seven's a great spot for them. Like you mentioned, uh, half their team's probably back with Jordan Henderson back as their lead guy. And, yeah, I think they're a middle of the pack team. They have been for a while now. Definitely agree. And I'm very glad we can actually pronounce their name. I, I believe we used to call them Kin Kinesis, I believe. But we figured it out Kinesis. Just one of those teams that we had to figure out, like Duquesne. Shout out to both of those teams. Probably the two hardest teams to pronounce in college basketball, I think, if I had to go on a limb. Regardless, number seven, I have Niagara here as we do flip-flop. Two stars and a bunch of players are turning for this team. Like you talked about, an adjustment after losing Marcus Hammond. Noah Thomason comes in, go-to option. A couple of good transfers coming in. Big question mark, where to project them. Definitely going to be a middle-of-the-pack team, so I have them here safe at number seven. Mm-hmm. At number six, I have Fairfield here. Three starters and some bench return led by Supreme Cook, who had a very good season last year. And they bring in a very good transfer in Bryce Goodine from probably start his career at Syracuse. I remember him being one of the prospects to watch. I thought he was probably the next big thing in our area. And yeah. unfortunately, it just hasn't panned out for him. 
hope he finds a very good success at Fairfield. I think that's a great, great location for him. And I think they're a dark horse to win this this uh this MAAC as well. Yeah, indeed. Two dark horses definitely right here at six and five. Fairfield's mine. I know yours is also Ryder, but I mean they're both kind of the same aspect team this year. Uh but yeah, Fairfield's here for me, dark horse number six. Talked about them a lot. Uh, they got a good team. It's just that there's personally five teams better at this point in time from what I believe. So uh, it's going to be hard to compete against these top five. I think it, so Fairfield kind of rounds out that top middle of the pack. And I think this is uh, these uh, five teams, excuse me, are tier one teams. So watch out for these teams. But uh, Fairfield, dark horse time in MAC play, they'll make some noise. So uh, never count this team out. No, definitely not. Heading into my top five, I have my dark horse rider here. Like I mentioned, White Murray Jr., Alan Powell, Mervyn James, they all returned along with the rest of the team except Demencio Vaughn. This team can score inside and out, and this is going to be a good team. Oh, yeah, very good team. I'm very excited for Ryder this year. I think they got what it takes. This is also my number five team. You talked about them pretty much all in all. But, uh, yeah, Mervyn James, I remember him, like you talked about, in North Alabama when they made that fantastic run. I believe that was – two years ago now, uh, but that was their first year in D1, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy how things work like that. But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty, much, I'm pretty sure that team all transferred out after that year. But uh, regardless, Ryder looks pretty good this year. I'm very excited to see how they can elevate. Some good transfers coming in as well. They got all the pieces they need, which is why they are a Tier 1 team in my eyes. Yeah, same here. Number four, I have Quinnipiac here. Four stars in the bench return, I've uh, after a very good season last year, obviously, Matt Belonk, Desi Jones, and Kevin Marfo, uh, the nation's leading rebounder from two years – oh, three years ago now, which is insane. Uh, so this is his last year. Also bringing a couple of very good transfers. Quinny Piak, obviously, team that also loves the three-pointer, but they can also score inside with Marfo. He's, he's going to be their anchor to the defense, and I think it's a very good team. Indeed, indeed. And uh, my number four team is the new team to the MAC, or MAC. I keep mixing them up. Yeah, you'll figure it out. But regardless, Mount St. Mary's is here for me. Three stars return, also some bench players. Obviously, you are very familiar with this Mount St. Mary's team as they played in the NEC a couple of years prior. Well, last year and then before that. But uh, they got Jalen Benjamin coming in. He, he's a problem. Uh, watching his games, you probably know him uh, from personal experience, watching Bryant games. Uh, he's, he looks pretty good, so I think he's going to make an immediate impact in this MAAC this year. Uh, I expect this team to rise and miss the new conference. I know it's going to be a different competition level uh, for them, but I think Mount St. Mary's definitely rises to the occasion. I got them here at number four. Yeah, I got them at number three. Obviously, three starters in some bench return. Uh, I watched two two times to uh, two St. Mary Mount St. Mary's versus Bryant's game. And, man, they're very good defensively. They are a very good defensive team. And they almost beat Brighton in the conference semifinal. I was there. Uh, thank God for Charles Pride. But, um, yeah, this is a very good team, elite defense. I think they're going to have the best defense in the MAAC. Bold mm, take. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I mean, the MAAC isn't really known for their defense. It's more so for their offense. So, yeah, I could definitely see that take. Pretty good one there. My number three team is – I'm going to do a mid-episode switch, actually. I'm going to do Quinnipiac at my number three. Uh, four starters and some bench players return for this team. Uh, yeah, we haven't done a mid-episode switch in a long time, it seems. But, yeah, 
Winnipeg, my number three, four stars. It's a bench player's return. A very good season last year, or a very good season in store. Last season, they finished last in the conference, which is very surprising considering their uh, talent on that team. They do return Matt Blanc, Desi Jones, and defensive monster Kevin Marfo, who you talked about. I also bring in a very key addition. Uh, I talked about this last episode in the Ivy League. It's Ike Nwike. I forgot to I forgot to look up how you say his last name, but Ike Ike's here from Columbia. He's a very big boost for this Quinnipiac team, which I think is going to elevate them into the top three. Are they a dark horse team? I mean, if you're looking at last year's record, I could definitely consider them a dark horse team. Uh, they're going to be really good this year. I'm banging on that. So that's why I got them here at number three. Mm-hmm. And number two, I have Ayer, the reigning MAAC regular season champions. Three starters and some bench players return. But, you know, Rick Pitino going to be Rick Pitino. He brings in – he's one of the best recruiters in college basketball. And there's a very good transfer class coming in. They do uh, return your preseason player of the year, Nelly Jr. Joseph as well. And this is a team that that's going to go – that's expected to go dancing every year as long as Rick Pitino is the coach. And I expect him to go dancing this year. But I feel like the top team – better yeah it's a tough race between one and two i do have manhattan at number two four stars as a bench players return for this team very good this upcoming season very good indeed uh they returned to jose perez your player of the year as well as ant nelson key loss obviously was um anthony walk no walker williams i believe his name was i don't remember where he transferred we already talked about where he transferred i believe it was a big south team i believe it was gardner webb is that right? I don't know. I think he went to Gardner-Webb. Uh, you don't have to quote me on that. But uh, I know he went to a Big South team, from what I remember. Warren Williams, not whatever I said. But, um, yeah, they re- returned, Manhattan returns Jose Perez and Ant Nelson. The big addition here is Omar Silviero coming over from Hofstra. Huge, and I mean huge addition for this Manhattan team. The pieces are here. The levels here, the scoring's here. The key guys are here. Manhattan has what it takes. This is definitely a, a one B team in my eyes. I think it's a very close race between one and two right now. Hello? Hello. Did you not hear what I said? No, I did. I didn't. Anything? I did, and then I didn't. You you talked about the the stupid Ike, and then I don't know something else happened. What? I talked about that last. And then you talked. I don't even know what you said after that. You were talking about something about the Ivy League, and then Ike, and then yeah. You didn't hear me talk about Manhattan at all. Oh, yeah. No, I did. Oh, I was talking about Warren Williams. Sorry, just go again. Okay. Yeah, my number two team, I think it's a very close race between one and two. Uh, I do have Manhattan here, my number two. Four stars and a bench player to turn for this team. This could be the year for the Jaspers, man. This could definitely be the year. Jose Perez and Ant Nelson come back. The huge addition here is Omar Silviero coming over from Hofstra. Very, very, very huge addition. The one key guy they lose is Warren Williams. Uh, tough loss for them, obviously, but they should be all right with Silviero coming in. So, uh, yeah, a very close race. I'd put Manhattan at 1B. I think it's a very close race with 1A and 1B. 
And uh, very excited to see how this race ends up going. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Manhattan, that is the team I have to win this this conference. Jose Perez, it's dangerous. Ant Nelson is a very good uh, second option. And Omar Silver from Hofstra, man, he is a shooter, all right. There's just some games where you see him going for, like, three points, and then the next game, he's I think he went for, like, 42 with, like, 13 threes. Uh, but, like, he, he's a sniper if you give him – a chance and especially with Nelson and Perez taking all the attention from uh the defenders, I think he's gonna he's gonna be the beneficiary of that. You saw it with Zach Cooks and Aaron Estrada last year. Uh he could really be dangerous as a third option. And I think that's why Manhattan will be the number one team this year. Indeed, indeed. And uh my number one team is Iona. So we do flip flop here. Obviously Iona has been the front runners for the past couple of seasons since Rick Pitino has entered the scene. Three stars and the bench players return. Two huge losses, obviously, with Tyson Jolly and um, Joyner. I don't remember his first name. I don't know why. Elijah Joyner. Yes. Elijah Joyner. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. But, uh, yeah, my player of the year, Nelly Jr. Joseph, going to step up in a huge way. Uh, he was an all-conference first-teamer last year, so I do think he has what it takes. Some good Juco prospects coming in. Uh, I think some of those guys can definitely elevate. Uh, obviously, Coach Pacino is a well-known guy, so uh, you'd expect some good transfers to come in there from the JUCO level. And uh, with all that being said, Iona's hungry. Uh, obviously, they should have. They won the regular season last year. Obviously, fell short in that conference tournament. Uh, they want to go back to where they were two seasons ago, where uh, they played Alabama in that first round of the 2021 March Madness season. So uh, will they get there? We'll see. It's going to be a tough ride. A very A lot of very good teams in this conference. But uh, they got a good chance to get there. So uh, I'm excited to see how they do and how all of the MAAC does this upcoming season. Yeah, definitely. MAAC will be very fun to watch. I can see about, let me see, six teams winning this this conference I see uh, obviously we both have Fairfield at six I think Fairfield and up I think those teams have a sh good shot of winning tournament but obviously you saw last year uh, the teams at the bottom could also do some 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 good stuff as well and you never know St. Peter's might make it am I counting them to win the tournament again I am not unfortunately as much as I enjoyed their run last year but hey I think all these six teams that I mentioned, I think the Kipper will make a run of them for themselves as well. Definitely agree. I think it's a very close-knit race between these top six. I definitely agree. Uh, obviously not going to pick a winner right now, but uh, we'll get to that down the line of things. But uh, it's going to be a tough race, and uh, I don't think any team at the top is necessarily safe at this exact moment. But, uh, I mean, you never know what the MAC. You never know, as we saw in March Madness last year. But uh, trivia question – I'm trying to find one. Um, I don't really know what to give. I guess if I had to give one, it'd be one to Rick Pertino, uh get the job to Iona. It's kind of an easy one, but uh, it's, we've been kind of given some hard ones as of re recently. So we'll throw out an easy one. The question was, when did Rick Pertino get hired by Iona? What year? Um, but yeah, for the uh, MAAC, one bit, unfortunately, as it has been the past how many years or so it has been. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, there's some heavy hitters in here. 
Don't be surprised for an upset. It's probably going to be a 13, 14 seed, maybe 15 seed, depending on the competition this year. But uh, never count this conference out. They can do some good stuff, as any mid-major conference can. So uh, good stuff here for the MAC. But, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see how it goes this year. Yeah. yeah. The next. The Mac. Can you see the whiteboard? Yeah. All right. So as you can see, I fixed the Mac from uh, last episode. I apologize for that <laughs> once again. <laughs> but uh, here we go. And the MAC is now gone. I believe that's number 10 is now in the books. Let me double count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So uh, we're almost a third of the way there, which is uh, pretty crazy as we still have 54 days left until March Madness begins. So uh, if you do the math, uh, we're back relatively on pace. So uh, good for us. But uh, yeah, the Mac's up next. The Mac has been a very entertaining conference for the past decade or so. I am very excited to get to that next episode, which will probably be on Friday. But, uh, yeah, we're back. Uh, we apologize once again for the uh, connection issues. Uh, we're going to get that all figured out because um, uh, this hasn't been a problem the past 10 episodes or so. So why now? I'm not too sure. But uh, we'll figure all this out, and uh, we'll be smooth sailing, hopefully, from here until November 8th. But, uh, yeah, you got any closing thoughts? No, I'm just excited that – this one went smoother than the other one, but uh, yeah, got some laundry in the wash away for me as well. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to be back. Obviously, hopefully we can stay on pace. School has been been overwhelming. Obviously, you have school, and you're now a Division One athlete. I don't know if people people heard that, but uh, you're kind of a Division One athlete now. <laughs> Kinda. Uh, yeah, for those of you who don't know, I'm on the Clemson rugby team. I'm on the second team, not the first team, because obviously I've never played rugby in my life. But uh, yeah, very cool experience. Obviously, it's obviously cool trying something new, and uh, it's working out very well so far. So uh, shout out Clemson rugby. Uh, we got a big match coming up this Saturday against LSU. Should be very exciting. Uh, obviously, I've never played in a real game before. I've only played in a couple scrimmages. So uh, very excited for that this upcoming Saturday. I'll let you know how that goes on uh, probably Sunday or Monday, whenever we do our next second to next episode, because we have one on Friday. But um, yeah, I think that is all we got for today's episode. Uh, once again, apologize for the uh, connection issues. I think it's all figured out relatively now, but I'm uh, still going to take a look at this and see what's going on, because uh, we obviously want to make these as enjoyable and as viewable as possible. And uh, as you know, it's never been a problem for us getting these episodes on Zoom. So uh, we'll figure something out. We might have to – there's a chance we switch to a different place. Probably not. We'll probably stay here, but uh, connection needs to be better. So we'll figure that out and get that to you on Friday. But, um, yeah, 54 days left. Time's ticking, as you know. And, uh, yeah, I think that is all we got for today's episode. But thank you guys for tuning in, as always. And it's always March, baby. It's always March, baby. Thank you guys for tuning in.